All right, guys, welcome to the show. We are happy to have you. I'm your host, Amala Epinobi. And as always, we have Taylor in Nashville. Hey, guys. Happy Wednesday. We're going to have a lot to talk about today. Uh, and obviously, it's going to be a very serious subject matter. We're going to be talking about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that is currently happening right now. And hopefully from a very uh, different perspective than I think many of you are used to having on, on this particular topic. I see many of you in the chat already stating where your stance is on this issue. And let's just make it very clear right at the moment. You are not going to get a strong stance from me on this issue today in either direction. I am neither uh, pro-Palestinian nor am I pro-Israel. Uh, at the very least, I will say, I'm pro-truth when it comes to this matter. And when I'm watching all of the different media outlets that are covering this, people on Twitter, people on YouTube, Instagram, everything that's coming out, it is really hard uh, to get definitive facts and objectivity on this. It seems as though everybody who is talking about this conflict is coming at it from a super solid perspective from whatever camp they are in. Now, a little bit about my background on this issue. There is no background on this issue. I don't have a background on this issue. I don't have, you know, a dog in the fight on this whatsoever. In fact, uh, many of you might share this very same sentiment. I find it hard to get educated on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict due to how much bias has been injected from both sides on the issue and how it seems as though, given any media source that you choose, they're only going to talk about this conflict from one perspective. And I find it very, very difficult. So if you're anticipating to you know get in a fight on this over a stance uh, on, uh, you know, the Palestinian side, on the Israeli side. Let's please not have that happen right now. Uh, one thing that I will say, and one thing that I feel like needs to be emphasized, is I would like to leave plenty of room for the people who are directly affected by this conflict to be the ones to speak on it. People who have, uh, you know, direct experience, uh, be it in Israel or in Gaza, whatever the case may be, who have actually, you know, seen felt, heard what is happening there, I cannot emphasize enough uh, what I've already said, that it is so hard to get, uh, you know, information as to how this conflict is playing out, who's affected, how they're affected, who's at fault. Uh, one, one stance that I did appreciate that I think we'll read at the top of this episode before getting into the, the back and forth is actually something that was posted by Destiny. Y'all know him. He's a very popular, uh, I guess we'll call him liberal on uh, all social media, uh, big Twitch streamer, does a lot of debating, whatever. He put out this tweet on on the conflict and we'll, we'll read it for you. You guys, of course, can put your thoughts in the chat down below. He says, it's completely possible and often the case for multiple parties to be simultaneously understandable, yet wholly condemnable when it comes to violent actions. Israel should not be confining those in, Ga in the Gaza Strip to such horrible conditions. The settlements... Uh, the settlements need to not only stop, but be withdrawn from, which, if not all, of the West Bank. Uh, much, if not all, of the West Bank. However, 
there is clearly a security risk posed to Israelis by those in Gaza. Hamas aren't attacking Israel because of the settlements, and they just as soon kill every Jewish person if they had the chance to. It is literally part of their creed and the backbone of the foundation of Hamas. It's understandable why those in Palestine would want to fight back. It's not acceptable to capture, torture, rape, murder, and defile the corpses of civilians from Israel, though. Recording yourselves doing it and throwing it on the internet to show off your savagery to the world reveals far more intent than simply freedom fighting, in quotes there. Anyone who says this is, quote, based or, quote, revolutionary is showing their true colors. 80 years ago, they would be cheering on Jews being trained uh, being uh, trained off to Auschwitz, okay? The deaths of Palestinians far outnumber the deaths of Israelis for a variety of reasons, and it's fair to take that into account when weighing up the responsibilities of both sides to end these struggles. But remember, while Israel might dwarf Palestine on its own, Israel stands against a wave of enemies in the Middle East. If Palestinians stop fighting, perhaps conditions would grow worse for them, or perhaps not. If Israel stopped fighting, it will cease to exist, and all her citizens are likely to face the same treatment you've seen today in videos spammed across Twitter and the news today. The violence is tragic. None of it should be celebrated. No one should be giddy for vengeance or continuous bloodshed. If this situation is to ever be resolved, far more sober minds need to prevail in these conversations rather than the ideologically partisan ones that look to co-opt every tragedy around the world to further themselves. I read that and at least I felt a little sense of clarity in the midst of all the stuff that is being shared on the internet that, I mean, I I can understand how maybe some people have the perspective of being able to see through and see what is what, uh, but at this time it has been extremely difficult for me. Now, again, place your opinions down in the chat below. Hopefully during this stream, we can encourage fruitful conversation about uh, this current conflict. And maybe even you guys can go back and forth with each other. I see a very big mix of, <laughs> of opinions, but I, I wanna point out something that's happened recently and specifically with BLM Chicago and also I believe BLM Los Angeles. They decided to hop on the internet in, in the midst of this. And you guys have heard about uh, the Hamas attacks and what they've been doing and using the paragliders and the, the innocent Israelis that have had their lives taken. BLM Chicago decided to post this. That is all, that is it. I stand with Palestine. And with this, they posted this graphic of uh, the, the paragliders and, and Hamas. <sighs> now here's what I can understand, right? I can understand having the stance of, of free Palestine uh, and having that as an individual. I can have the stance, I can understand the stance of, of being pro-Israel or, you know, the people who are in that camp of things. What I do not understand is people who would support terrorist attacks like this. Now, I know that there's the argument that uh, of what did they expect, you know, with all of the oppression, it's soon to boil over in some way or another, and this is how it boils over. But this, to me, is just completely unjust. It's devastating to see some of the footage that is coming out of Israel, to hear about some of the innocent lives that have been taken, babies included, according to some news reports, and how anybody, I, I could hear that and think, this is what is right, this is what is just, and this is what freedom, freedom fighting looks like, really does blow my mind. 
I can understand the perspective of at some point, you know, this this occupation is going to come to to full force and the Palestinians will rise up in some way uh, against the force that has placed them in Gaza. But this this, you know, you know, beheading beheading children, killing grandmothers, you know, live on Facebook. This is atrocious. And this is not to discount the atrocities uh, that have been that have happened against the Palestinians. It's not to discount any of that. And, and that's why I think that destiny statement gave me a lot of clarity and at least cut through some of the noise that you can have a sense of understanding for both uh, camps in a conflict while still viewing that the atrocities that are committed on both sides as utterly heinous and condemnable. I just don't know, you know, what what my opinion helps in, in any way, shape, or form. That's why we're going to talk about the BLM stuff, and we're going to get into some progressive responses to this. But I also want to acknowledge, you know, conservative responses to this. I've seen some posts that have blown my mind of people saying they don't care how much bloodshed happens in the wake of this. Gaza needs to be completely destroyed. Palestinians need to be completely destroyed. I've heard the same thing from the people in the, the free Palestine camp. To me, it's disgusting. It's disgusting to hear people talk like this. And it, it harkens back to a point that I made a long time ago that we are very much desensitized to death and destruction, not only here in America, but across the world that you could so flippantly call for, you know, the death of, of any group of people, uh, terrorists aside, right? We, we're going to address that in a second and acknowledge, you know, that innocents will lose their lives in the wake of this, how anybody could just so flippantly make that prescription, I don't know. I don't know. It, it gets to me a, a little bit. But again, I am not directly affected by this conflict. Um, and it's interesting to just watch this play out. I've been just a quiet observer for much of this as the news rings out, as people share their perspectives. Uh, it just look like we got a $50 super chat. Taylor, do you want to yeah, sure. So this is from uh, Get123. And guys, we read the $50 Super Chats uh, immediately. So this says, uh, in Canada, several professors have expressed solidarity with Palestine's actions against innocent people. And there were several rallies in support of Palestine's horrible actions against Israeli citizens across the country. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know how anybody could see this. And we're going to get into what their perspective is on this and actually try to like rationalize having a perspective like this. But it is crazy to hear some of the reports of what's been happening. The, you know, 250 plus individuals that were killed at that music festival that was happening and to hear people say you know this is what happens when you're you're decolonizing this is what revolution looks like and you know this is just something that is completely justifiable because of the the conditions that Palestinians were living under and I'd like to make the distinction of course at the beginning of this stream not all Palestinians uh, you know agree with Hamas not all Jewish individuals agree with the Zionist movement uh, these things are not synonymous making it clear <laughs> I'm sorry there's gonna be so many disclaimers throughout this discussion because it's just such uh, a hot button topic for so many people and so many people are just deeply angered and I can completely understand why this is a very uh, emotional time it's a very turbulent time and a lot of disgusting things are happening now let's hear some perspectives here this is a progressive person 
presumably part of the free Palestinian camp. And this is what she has to say. You've heard of girl math. You've heard of boy math. Now let's hear about colonizer math. Colonizer math is being enacted in surprise when violent colonization and oppression is met with violent resistance. People have the right to resist. You've heard of girl yep. math. Do y'all see what I'm talking about with like being desensitized? Like this is crazy. This is crazy. Imagine in, imagine hearing like anything that's happened during, you know, any sort of ethnic cleansing or wartime in, in our country or in anybody else's country. Imagine hearing that stuff and like smiling and being like, well, this is just what happens when, uh, you know, conflicts come to a head and this is what revolution looks like. And this is what this is what it looks like to to free yourselves from the, the colonizer. You you just mustn't understand. I don't know. And I think I'm seeing I'm seeing videos really from all over the place. At first I was like, this has just gotta be a uniquely American problem. Like it's just Americans who are leading really, really cushy lives, who don't understand what war looks like, who have no perspective of what loss of life looks like, who probably haven't experienced much loss themselves as many of them are young. And they are letting their emotions and their own ideology lead and that's why they're making videos like this but no you're getting people from like all across the spectrum all different ages all different life experiences who should be accustomed to what war looks like and what death looks like and just how absolutely atrocious that is and they are still choosing to stand by the actions of Hamas I, I we're gonna play some more videos I don't know what else to what else to say. Here's another one. Do you know how long it takes to gaslight yourself to actually believe that oppressed people will one day not want to rise up against their oppressor? How can you place someone under such extreme circumstances and not expect for them to one day be like, I'm done? Hypothetically speaking, let's say that you live in a heavily policed apartheid state. You have minimal resources no military your opposition has the attention of the media the empathy of the media the strongest western countries have already declared their support for them and they possess the largest and strongest military in the middle east because they had full support and financial backings from most western countries including the united states if you can call this a fair fight, then you need to go ahead and say that you are pro-ethnic cleansing and you are pro-Palestinian genocide. Because baby, if the stats are looking like this and have been looking like this, and your first response to the violence is, well, Hamas, I already know what you are implying. And the answer is white supremacy. Y'all did the same thing during the Black Lives Matter protest when people were doing a little bit more than just chanting in the streets. Y'all love to police the anger of the victim, but y'all never want to condemn the initial violence of the oppressor. The Western media has ensured that Israel will remain the victims in history. By the end of this, there will be no list long enough of Israeli atrocity to convince people to wake up and realize who the real bullies have been. This is white supremacy working at its finest. You all view non-white people as inherently violent, which is why y'all refuse to associate them as the victims. Y'all remind me a lot of the bullies on the playground that only told the teacher half the story for why they end up getting their ass kicked. Oh, gosh. You know, uh, <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what to say. I mean, 
again, at this point, you can't just like, you can't say this is like ignorance because it's not ignorance anymore. You're like actively logging onto the internet. You're seeing what's happening. You're hearing the stories of, you know, uh, kids being kidnapped, babies being beheaded, all of this different stuff. And then just saying, oh, well, that's what happens when you try to decolonize an area. You, you know, you murder, you rape women, you parade them around, you parade their bodies around, you burn people alive, you behead children. And that's just what happens because of the, the colonizer. And to equate that or to try and make it analogous to what's happened here in the United States with the BLM movement. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And again, this is in no way writes off the atrocities that the Israelis have committed against the Palestinians and, you know, the responsible parties. But it is just to say that on both sides of this conflict, there is an abundance of innocent people who are not contributing to this whatsoever, who are going to bear the burden of where this conflict goes. And I don't see this being resolved. That's the that's the tough part here. This is a decades long, you know, conflict that goes into, you know, motions of being at its peak and then dropping back down and being at its peak and dropping back down. And where do you guys see this ending. So we're all just going to keep fighting with each other on the internet over who's pro-Palestinian and who's pro-Israel and who deserves to die and who deserves this. And then what? Then what happens? Nothing. More people die. The conflict continues. It gets quelled down. It continues again. So it's just interesting to, to watch and to see people be like, pushed to say certain things or to support this or to condemn that, we all should be condemning the death of innocent individuals, which is unfortunately happening way too often. And we're all talking about this conflict now, right? But it's been decades. It's been decades of uh, individuals on both sides dying, a lot of Palestinians and some, and some Israelis as well. I don't know how to give like any further clarity on this. I'm I'm curious, Taylor, if you have anything to say, but it's yeah, just I mean, going to continue. Just to me, the part of all this, like listening to her talk about this oppressor oppressed framework for making moral judgments is just inadequate. It doesn't, it doesn't work. You can justify the most insane things if you have that framework. Um, and this is where I think that a more universal principles of, moral what is right and wrong apply and uh there's it's important to have moral clarity in situations like we saw this past weekend at least that doesn't mean you have to jump to one side of a political debate or a decades-long debate about uh certain things but you can say unequivocally that paragliding into a music festival and mowing people down abducting them raping them kidnapping them uh beheading infants, yeah. murdering infants, uh, burning children in a truck alive. Uh, those are evil actions. They are tactics that are barbaric and have no place in a civilized world. And the perpetrators of those actions, the willful perpetrators of those actions need to be wiped off the face of the earth. They need to be stopped by whatever means necessary. Um, so I have no problem saying 
that. that Does that mean that I necessarily need to say I stand with Israel? I stand with Israel to the degree that I can sympathize with them being victimized in this attack, and I stand in solidarity with them against heinous acts of evil being perpetrated against them in this way. But that does that mean that negates, and I don't stand with uh, Palestinian innocent civilians who have had atrocities committed against them? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means the right, right is right and wrong is wrong, and this was wrong. And you have to have the moral clarity to be able to say those things, uh, where if, if you have this oppressor-oppressed framework for looking at the world and making moral judgments about situations like this, uh, you can find yourself justifying the unjustifiable. And that's where I, what I think uh, is, is really tragic about the state of the world right now because we see in rallies across the world in instances like these BLM tweets and and these individuals who are going on social media to say things uh it's a willingness to justify what is unjustifiable and it makes me you know you just think about past in the in the past I feel like we had more moral clarity when situations like this happen but it, I can't help but think that we've had a little bit of an erosion in the recent decades of just the ability to be clear-eyed about what is right and what is wrong in these situations. And that is what has been of most concern to me. Yeah, it's, uh, I, and I, I find it clear when people like break it down and they go, okay, get, there are Palestinians and there are Palestinians who support Hamas and there is Hamas, right? And all of that should be looked at and taken into account with nuance. There are Israelis and there are Israeli Zionists and all of that should be taken into account and looked at with nuance. And you can say, that bad things have happened to both groups of individuals. And you can acknowledge that, yes, there have been way more Palestinian deaths uh, than, than Israeli deaths, while still looking at what Hamas is doing and saying this is disgusting and vile and they need to be stopped. I don't know that, like, by what means they, they need to be stopped. And I would prefer them being stopped in the way that you know, safeguards as many innocent lives as possible, as many as innocent Israeli lives, as many innocent Palestinian lives as possible. But I do challenge the people in, in the comments that are saying things like there are no innocent Israelis or there are no innocent Palestinians to really think about like what it is that you're saying and how black and white you are viewing the world because we know that that is not true. I saw a video on the internet like yesterday of a, a 10-year-old Palestinian girl standing in the rubble saying, you know, what am I supposed to do? How do I solve this conflict? What is the right thing to say? Wh who's the right person to be or whatever? And I don't even know if, if the video is recent. I can't tell with all of the videos that are going out and people are right. marketing them as happening right now or that happened two years ago or that happened five years ago. How anybody can tell what's going on right now is beyond me. But think about the individuals like that. Think about that on the flip side, on, on the Israeli side. Think about like the, the children and the people who are in no way contributing to this whatsoever, who happen to live there and just be in the midst of the back and forth here. And many of those people have just lost their lives due to the actions of Hamas. And many uh, Palestinians are probably going to lose their lives in the wake of this and in the re retaliation from this. And many will be innocent. There are innocent people uh, and innocent lives in both groups, like we cannot view the world 
so black and white. But unfortunately, it is being viewed in black and white. Here are some protests. Real quick, Amala, I'm going to read this uh, super chat that just came in. This sure. is from Meg C. Wanted 18, $50 super chat. She says, hey, Amala, this is my first live and I just had to send a super chat. I'm in college right now and it saddens me to see when I see students make excuses for the this extreme level of violence, but I cannot back up their beliefs outside of the oppressed argument. Yeah, dude. It is scary. It is really scary to watch this. And before we get into this next video, which is just going to substantiate it even further, you have to think about the worldview of these people. Okay. So their justification of what Hamas has done right now in Israel is that they are the colonized. So the, the colonized are responding to the colonizer and they can do whatever it is that they feel like is justified in order to free themselves from the oppressor. Now take out Palestinians and Israelis, and we know that this is a very deeply set conflict, but think about where you live right now, wherever you guys are, whatever country you're watching this from, and think about the narrative of oppressor versus oppressed in your country, and just flip out the groups and put them in, in that sentence of, you know, blank is oppressed and therefore can fight back against the oppressor who is blank by, you know, in any means that they see fit. Here in the United States, you're going to see people like BLM, like we talked about before, say black people are the oppressed and therefore they can fight back against the oppressor in any way that they see fit. Okay. In Australia, you'll probably hear people talk about the aboriginals versus, you know, the white Australians, and they'll fill it in that way. And they are going to sort of fan the flames of, of that division so that similar things can happen in whatever you know, respective country you're watching from right now. If you watch where people's sympathies lie right now, it will tell you where they will lie in a conflict as it happens in your country. And that is super scary, especially when you take into account that some of the complaints, especially here in the United States and of America, are in no way comparable to what is happening right now in the Middle East. In no way comparable. But they view them the same, and they view themselves as being in the place of the Palestinians in in Gaza. Let's watch a clip here. Here is, uh, you know, a, a protest that is taking place on a campus. This is UW Madison's campus where the students are chanting this. Glory to the martyrs! Glory to the martyrs! Do you know what you say when we say we will liberate the we will liberate the land by any means necessary. We will liberate the land! By any means necessary! We will Glory to the murders. Glory to the murders is what they're, they're cheering right now. And you have to think that this is just flying in the face of leftist ideology. It, at its heart and at its core, it's flying in the face of liberalism. It's flying in the face of just anything, really, like any human ideology for the most part. Leftists would have told you, you know, women are the victims of the world. We fight against the patriarchy. You know, it is it is horrifying the existence that we live here in the United States, let alone in the rest of the world. But now they're actively cheering on a terrorist organization that is you know, raping women and then parading their naked bodies through the streets for other people to see. How does that make sense? How does that in any way, shape, or form fits into the constructs of your supposed utopian ideology? 
But no, that all like flies out of the window. And there's a million other things you could think of, right? Hamas is an organization that, given the chance, would, you know, kill any uh, homosexual person, you know, that they encounter. Uh, you know, and that and that's just one camp, not even to mention, you know, transgender people, non-binary people, all the other stuff we have going on in the U.S. and abroad. Yet, by any means necessary, right, they can, you know, fulfill their their creed and their creed. This also needs to be understood is not about freeing Palestine. It is not necessarily about like the land occupation or the settlements or anything like that. They want to kill all Jewish people. And if you really take it to the furthest extent of the, the actual fundamentalist beliefs of, of Hamas, they want all people to don't, that, that don't adhere to their religion to be dead. So there is a very big difference of sympathizing with, empathizing with the Palestinians who are, you know, living on a very small piece of land stacked on top of each other by the millions who, you know, have a 50% unemployment rate. I believe that was as of two years ago. Who, who knows what it is now? Living in poverty with somebody else having control of food and water. That is something to talk about. That is something to discuss. That is something to sympathize and empathize with. But to say that Hamas, an organization that, that wants all Jewish people dead and I think honestly actively denies the Holocaust but says, you know, but we would commit the Holocaust if we could. Says it didn't happen, but we want it to happen and we want to be the party responsible for making that happen. How do you hold these two thoughts in your brain at the same time? Maybe we have just lost all ability for nuance because having you know a free palestine take does not mean that you need to be pro hamas it doesn't and yet here we are right. i mean oh, yeah go for it i was gonna say if, you, if you're advocating for free palestine then it's like by what means because you have to kind of qualify that by saying uh, i don't endorse these terrible means that they're that are being used in order to uh, achieve that end uh, by Hamas. And so you have to make the distinction. In Yes, we can support the freedom of the Palestinian people, the rights of the Palestinian people, but not that doesn't mean you need to support Hamas. Yes, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, that, and that's the thing. And we are just so, like, black and white. Choose a side. Pick the side. Be on the right side of history. It's either A or it's B. And if you, you know, sit in between A and B and you don't pick a side, you're a horrible person and you're on the wrong side of history anyways, we have to stop having discussions like this. Because not only does it lead to, you know, escalation that creates further death, despair, destruction, and division, but it also stops us from being encouraged to seek truth, right? Because now we are just sitting in between two propaganda machines. As I said at the beginning of this show, I cannot find, like, I, it's very rare to find a news source that's just going to tell you, here are the bad things that have happened on either end of this, and, you know, here's what's happening now. Here's the objective truth as to what's happening now. All of it has bias injected into it. They tell one side of the story, or they artfully, you know, and masterfully connect the other side of a story in a way that promotes their own bias and their own agenda. And it's just tiring, especially when people are pushing you to take a stance on something, which you also need to be aware of. Be aware of anybody who's like pushing you to say something or to, you know, like you need to be on the right side of history and you need to be on it right now. If it takes time for you to gather information 
to build a, a, an opinion and to build a stance on an issue, that is okay. Take your time. I know like the media and social media and our general culture reinforces this idea that you need to have like a strong convicted opinion right out of the gate and you wait for nothing and you wait for no information and you wait for no uh, different perspectives, but it is okay to take your time to construct an opinion on an issue and it's okay to allow for nuance and it's okay to disagree with people who tell you that you are a wrong person for disagreeing with them or who tell you that you are an immoral person for disagreeing with them. Now we're going to watch some more videos and you're going to like ask yourself is this the 1940s or is this 2023 and the answer is this 2023 guys this scary <laughs> it's just scary to watch uh and then there's videos like out of new york where people were you know gathering in times square to you know, espouse their opinion to cheer things on and they're screaming and you know jewish people's faces and saying your people are dead your people are dead and then they're going back and forth and cheering this on and flicking people off and you know encouraging more death and and destruction and you know that some of this stuff lies dormant in people, right? That this sort of inhuman energy can be catalyzed in people. You just don't expect to see it on the scale that we're, we're seeing it right now. And it's everywhere. There's another video here of a, a left-leaning woman, an Australian woman, because we talked about Australia, and filling in the spaces for oppressor and oppressed with, you know, the Australians and the Aboriginals. And she does that for us and even claims that she would be okay with her, she implies that she would be okay with her life being taken by an Aboriginal. Let's watch. I can't stop thinking about the way that um, colonization is in its reckoning period um, across so much of West Africa and Central Africa, we're seeing coups and we're seeing uprisings. And, you know, I'm not an expert on the politics of Israel and Palestine, but it is also deeply unsurprising to me seeing what's happening in Palestine. Because everyone is acting, like some people are acting confused and the instinct here, given the complexity, is to see things in terms of this is horrific, what's happened to Israel. But when you all examined colonization and decolonizing, what did you actually think that would look like? Like, for real, it is so interesting watching people comment on this and it's like this visual struggle of respectability politics and the way that 
there should be a diplomatic solution. And when you are violently oppressed for that long, what do you think the uprising against your oppressors looks like? And I say this as a white person living in colonised Australia on stolen land. Like, some of you all need a bit of a reality check, I think. Because, like, what did you think was going to happen? You get the gist of uh, that opinion there. And it, maybe it was, maybe we thought not the beheading of babies. Maybe we thought, you know, not killing grandmothers on Facebook Live. Maybe we thought not raping women to the point that uh, they are bleeding from the crotch. Maybe we thought that that would not be, you know, territory that we would usher ourselves into. Now, I can get, you know, the perspective of people saying, well, you know, they've been an oppressed people and an oppressed people for quite some time. And, you know, if not given, you know, the, the space to actually grow and form, all they will know is violence and all they will enact is, is violence. But this is a, this is a whole nother level. And this is just like a, a blatant, blatant messaging that they want everybody who doesn't agree uh, with their way of life, how they see the world, their religious beliefs, done, gone, all of them gone. So you're, you're in a way advocating for like the perpetuation of your own destruction here. And how that logically makes any sense is beyond me. Now, in an ideal world, I would love to, you know, hear from directly affected individuals rather than like all of the different talking heads that are throwing in their two cents and how they feel about it. I would love to hear from those directly affected and uh, to have some sort of way, shape or form to have them talk about the the conflict, their experience on it. I hear so many like stats about like these are the, the percentage of people in Palestine that support Hamas. This is the number of people in Israel who are Zionist and support the, the settlements and all this stuff. I don't know what's true. So this is why you're not going to hear a, a very strong opinion from me uh, in either direction, except for the direction that when innocent lives are taken, it is a disgusting act and the people who choose to do that need to be dealt with and dealt with swiftly and dealt with in a way that I hope, I hope, like to the deepest part of me, is, is trying to, to save the lives of other innocent people, and that includes Palestinians, okay? So that's, that's it. I don't know that we're going to do a very lengthy show today. Uh, Taylor, if you have anything to add, feel free. Um, we will get into Super Chats here shortly. That's all I wanted to say, because I know this is at the forefront of everybody's brains, right? It's everywhere. It's all over the media. It's all over social media. Um, and, and rightfully so. It's a massive conflict uh, that continues to come to a head. Uh, but here we are. Yeah. Um, I think we can get into Super Chats. I did just get kicked out of my... Uh account oh no so i'm logging back in give me okay. like 20 seconds yeah <laughs> give me 20 seconds here I'll, I'll read a couple that have just come in this one from cat 4203 says this is abject evil wow to those who think good is evil and evil is good yeah i didn't realize you know i realized <laughs> let, me, let me get my word straight here i realized that left-leaning people uh 
and in particularly radical leftists may be in support of something like this, I didn't recognize the force with which they would be in support of something like this and with how little nuance uh, they would be in support of something like this. And it makes me wonder, like you're either just turning a blind eye to what's happening or you're actively seeing all of that stuff and going, yep, that's what that looks like to my head and that's what it's, that's what it's always looked like to me and I think this is justifiable. And if, if they think that, just you wait to see what, what is capable of happening in this country. I'm not gonna get into like some of the conspiratorial sleeper cell stuff with all like the immigration that's happening in the United States and all like the military age men that are crossing the border or whatever, but, and I'm not going to, you know, validate it or anything like that. I'm just saying, put yourself in uh, the state of imagination of, that, of something like that happening in the United States of America. And think about how many of the people who are here would, would support that. Crazy absolutely crazy. And according to this Australian woman, she even supports her own death and destruction if the indigenous people of Australia decide to one day rise up and, you know, become a revolutionary force against their oppressors in in this case. You know what? At least she's being consistent, I guess, in her view of herself as an oppressor and a land stealer. At least she's being consistent. All right, um, so we're going to go back to the first Super Chats that came in, and this one is actually a bit of a break, so we'll have some levity for a moment uh, before we get back into some of the more substantive discussion. This is Must Pavlov Dogs, who said, uh, the news is stressful and the world is crazy, so let's take a breather with a fun question. How (laughs) would you build your perfect sandwich? (laughs) How would I build my perfect sandwich? Um, Okay, let me think about this really quick. I'm going to go... Italian like so probably some salami although instead of ham turkey I don't know if that's weird turkey salami lettuce Italian herbs and spices (laughs) then olive oil vinegar uh, yellow peppers and boom there's your sandwich white bread (laughs) sounds like you're at a subway counter (laughs) (laughs) what a strange question that's so funny thank you our next super chat funnily enough responded to this first super chat and said, this is Jacob Corey, very serious subject. Bacon, turkey, mayo, <laughs> tomato, lettuce, Cajun spice. So Good. Thank you for go, answering guys. that. It's good. It's good to Couldn't have a laugh on today's, on today's stream. It's good to have a laugh. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, Stephen Call says, love your show. Keep speaking the truth. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, Ashley Taylor says, boyfriend and I are having a debate about Santa Claus and lying to kids. Wow, you guys are really like lightening the yes, mood here. Yes, I greatly appreciate um, that. <laughs> she says, do you think kids should only be told the truth, even white lies? We are Christian. Uh, by the way, love the show. Congratulations. Hmm. I go back and forth on this. Um, when I think about it, like philosophically, it's probably not good to lie to your kids about like Santa Claus or the tooth fairy or, you know, any of those things. I don't know if I will or if I won't. Um, I don't think like they're going to lose out on like happiness and joy if they if they are told that, you know, some kids believe in Santa Claus, but mommy and daddy really get you your presents, you know. (laughs) Uh, But I can also see like wanting to be a part of that cultural experience of like believing in Santa and getting the presents ready and putting out the milk and cookies and all that fun stuff for kids. I go back and forth on it. I guess I'll have to decide uh, and cross the bridge when I get to it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of in a similar boat, but I, I think within the context of like participating in Christmas tradition and 
the, the cultural experience of like being able to say tongue in cheek, Oh, you better be good. Or, and like, Oh, Santa's coming. Like mm-hmm. my, my parents kind of like played into that without actually saying like, this is a literal man who's going to come into your house, uh, on Christmas nights. And, you know, it was, right. never, it was like, I, I maybe like thought it was kind of real when I was very, very young, but, uh, it was clear by a very young age that this is just like a part of Christmas tradition. It's not something super serious. And I think that's totally fine. Yeah. Nothing is unchristian to participate in it, hmm. uh, from a Christian perspective. So for whatever that's worth, Ashley, but hopefully that helps y'all's debate. <laughs> uh, Q says, this Israel attack reminds me of Martha's Vineyard liberals like to virtue signal until the consequences of the decisions affect them directly. Wait, I have to think about this. That was when the migrants were bussed to Martha's Vineyard. Right, right. Later, saying know. until the cons, But I don't know. They're cheering this on, it seems. Are you saying that the Israelis are the Martha's Vineyard liberals? Is that what's being said here? And they're the ones dealing with the consequences? No, I think it's the people who are virtue signaling and like supporting Hamas um like you know we saw like queers for Palestine or whatever like people who Hamas would likely kill who are mm-hmm. supporting Hamas uh, like, they're not going to gotcha. sober up about that until it they're literally have you know a suffering the same thing yeah it's crazy that you're like not allowed to say that or like have that discussion I mean you can say it but it's kind of a, a taboo to talk about uh the ins and outs of Islam and uh I guess mainly because it's probably a dangerous thing to, to talk about fundamentalist Islam. I always recommend like people look into Ayan Hirsi Ali when it comes to uh, speaking about Islam and uh, the inner workings of it. She is far more educated on that topic than I ever will be. So shout out to her. Also, you know, it, you can. It's another n- nuanced point of it. Like, and it, it doesn't negate the the value of the lives of, of Palestinians or anything like that. And it's unfortunate that you can't just like have the whole holistic conversation. What I've been doing in this time with everything that's going on right now is actually not looking at recent news, although I get it on my Twitter feed anyways, like I'm going to be up to date on on what's happening, but actually going back to like some of the discussions that people were having like two years ago, three years ago, five years ago on this conflict to get a little bit more clarity on what's going on. most recently, actually before I was on for this show, I was listening to Gabor Mate on Russell Brand's show, and he has an interesting perspective because he's Jewish. He was a baby during the Holocaust and ended up surviving, but lost many of his family members during the Holocaust, and then you know grew up and I believe in high school or college decided that he supported like the Zionist dream and became a Zionist and was supporting all of that and then actually spent time in Gaza and saw the conditions that Palestinians were were living in and is now, I believe, out of the Zionist camp and talking about the conditions of the world that the Palestinians live in. And I was watching a video of him from like two years ago talking about it. Cause I'm like, okay, at least I know that like this video was taken from a perspective that is not like the modern day one of being like super incendiary. And I can at least get maybe some bit of clarity about what, what Gaza looks like and what it's like to live there. Uh, and it was really enlightening. And I will do the same in, in listening to, you know, Jewish historians who uh, who are Zionists and their perspective on the view uh, on on this topic. And through that, hopefully you'll be able to like create these pillars of of objectivity and fact, and then you can decide 
you know, where you, you stand on the issue. That is what I will be doing. Instead of, like, fanning the flames and telling people to be on the right side of the history and, you know, just giving, you know, I, I think my opinion couldn't matter less <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's what I will make clear. My opinion could not matter less on this issue. So no worries on it. Let's not let it create any heat. Yeah, and just echoing your sentiments, I, I uh, took the opportunity as well to listen through Uh, an interview by Coleman Hughes, who's like more of a classical liberal type with a leftist Israeli or progressive Israeli uh, history professor who had researched uh, not just all of the history of the conflict, even going back to like the 19th century, um, but had uncovered in the course of his research specific things that Israel had had done, missteps that they'd taken in the course of, you know, retaliating in different wars and things like that and brought those to light. But he actually had a very fair-minded uh, taken and, and contextualize them into in in the history. So it was very enlightening to me. And again, like uh, to your point, it's it's a good opportunity in the midst of all this to try to like take a step back. That interview was recorded pre these events as well. So it's helpful to just piece together perspective, take the opportunity to educate yourself, and and try to maintain like a more nuanced perspective rather than just jumping right on on the ship with mm-hmm. either one. But at the same time, as I say that, I still emphasize my point from earlier that like we still need moral clarity in the face of evil actions and there's don't have to hesitate to uh, call a spade a spade with regard to like the murder of innocent people. So, um, okay. Next up we have uh, Lillian Oster. She says, like you, I am in the middle, but lean slightly right on issues. I appreciate you taking a similar stance when presenting news to us as viewers. Thank you. Yeah, we try. We try, especially with stuff like this, because this is a lot, there's a lot, at, you know, stake in how you view things and your your uh, connection to just, like, human life. Remember, we are talking about human lives. And, and guys, I'm looking at the chat, and you've been doing okay this, uh, this, this stream, but <laughs> you're welcome to share your views. You're welcome to articulate your opinions, and that's totally fine, but please don't spam the chat and post the same message over and over again, um, or especially if it's just, like, sloganeering. Um, we will suspend you for 90 seconds or so. I think YouTube has a function that lets us do that just so you, we're, we, we want to keep the chat, uh, you know, functional and actually substantive. So, yep. uh, but thank you for sharing your opinions. Yes. Thank uh, you. Okay. Get one, two, three. We already read that one. That was a $50 one. Thank you again. Uh, Satma dude says, I am shocked that people are shocked that BLM supports Hamas. The BLM founder praised Mal for goodness sake. Uh, it'd be like a, It'd be like a fan of a bad band like Nickelback praising the 1975. No surprise. Oh, my gosh. There's nothing sacred. I guess not. I guess not. The 1975 jokes are always welcome, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Selena Monforte says, both Israel and Palestine have done terrible things to innocent people that have nothing to do with this conflict. I think there should be a peace agreement for both countries. Yeah, I mean, I what that would look like, I have no clue at this point. What that, and you have to remember the the vested interests uh, that people have in the direction that this conflict goes in. It's just really, really sad. Um, yeah, it's very sad. Um, should Neil, Jane is my name says Amala. I'm honestly curious what you mean when you say atrocities committed by Israel because you said that twice specifically, mm-hmm. not Israeli murder of civilians. Not what? Not Israeli murder of civilians. 
oh well yeah i mean there's that from what i've from what i've listened to about like what the conditions of living in in gaza first of all having your food and water controlled by a separate entity is a no-go for me uh that does not sound right and you have to ask yourself like from wherever you're sitting right now uh this is just like a, a thought experiment out of like the two places that you you could live or like which one would you choose, Israel or Gaza? And why would you choose to live in, in a specific area? Uh, from what I've heard about what it's like to live in Gaza, it doesn't sound like a great place to live. And if it's true that people are held to living in that area, that their food and water is controlled, that their unemployment rate is like at, you know, 50% or, or whatever the case may be, there's issues that need to to be addressed. And that is clearly uh, an issue of, of freedom. I think Gabor Mate likened it to, you know, being in an open jail was his description of it. And again, this is a Jewish man, survived the Holocaust, was a Zionist, stepped out of the Zionist camp. That was his characterization of what it is like to to live in Gaza. So clearly there is there's a problem. Uh, and if it is to be believed that, you know, Israel is behind the perpetuation of those problems in Gaza, in Gaza, then you have atrocities on both sides. Hope that's that gives clarity to that statement. Yeah, I mean, in I'm in my recent days as well, though, I mean, I've seen like people talk about how the yes, Israel supplies the water and electricity and utilities to the Gaza region. Um but when humanitarian things have been like Hamas has failed to develop infrastructure within Gaza since they've been elected in 2005, mm -hmm. they've also used humanitarian resources that have been sent to them. Like recently, there was pipes for uh, sewage and water uh, that was sent to uh, Palestine, to Gaza for them to be able to build infrastructure. And they converted those to rockets to use for that. So oh, it's really Dios. tough when you have uh, so, uh, Hamas not allowing for infrastructure to be built and for uh, for them to in just make everything weapons and hiding behind the civilians. It's just uh, a mess. And uh, But if that, in, in the same breath, I'll acknowledge as well, like uh, that podcast I listened to, the historian talked about a situation where some Israeli soldiers, they found evidence, had raped uh, some Palestinian women. And that was something that happened. And um, so we can acknowledge those things happened and that, that those are we can equally condemn and forcefully condemn those types of actions and, and it shouldn't be like we can have moral clarity about right and wrong uh anyways so uh keep going i'm sure more will come up fifi gigantor mm. says uh the oppressor versus oppressed narrative is just a linguistic justification for racism and violence it can never lead to peace yeah it's hard i mean it, it's hard especially when you you know it's just difficult because it, again, encourages like black and white thinking. It encourages like that this side has always done the wrong thing, and this side is always been you know the victim of of said side or whatever. And that's often not the way that the world is. And when looking at this and trying to you know formulate somewhat of an opinion or a stance on it, the complexity of it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just like on the, the infrastructure question alone, look at all the back and forth that just happened there about like who did this and who has control over that and what they did with these supplies and you know the election of Hamas and all this different stuff. Uh, what I'm grateful for at the moment, uh, one, that I am not in the middle of this conflict and affected directly by it, and two, that I am not a world leader uh, in any way, shape, or form responsible for coming up with a solution here because 
I I currently not cannot formulate one. Uh, Cameron Campbell says, I do support Israel. I think we need to be careful when it comes to dehumanizing for war hacks in Congress and <laughs> Dan C and people justifying the death of Israeli citizens. Yeah. All over justifying the death of any innocent people. It's, it's really, really heartbreaking. Cat 4203 says, I urge people to get close with God. The world is on fire and changing by the second. Put on the armor of God. This is way bigger than people realize. Well, that you are, you are, uh, you have a right to that stance, is what I will say. As a non-religious person, you have a right to that stance, and you have a right to, to encourage that. That's fair. Sweet Jilly Billy says, hi, Amla. I'm in Israel. It's really sad to hear and see all the negative things coming from outsiders, but thank you for shining light on all this. We and I thank you for the support in all of this for all people suffering oh my goodness well that's that's you're in israel i would love to hear what things are looking like and, and what is is happening because as i said it's hard to hard to figure things out and my thoughts are with you and your family members and your loved ones and anybody uh, you know who is involved in this conflict like this this israel and, and gaza are small are small for all this stuff to be going on it's wow i just can't even imagine what it looks like even in a time of of social media where you're getting all these videos of stuff that's happening and you are able to see, you know, partially what was going down at the music festival where I believe 260 people lost their lives. Disgusting, horrible. Uh, even in, in watching some of that stuff, although I do try to steer clear of it as, as much as I can to just sort of safeguard my own humanity, uh, you, you still can't even possibly imagine what it's like to be in that situation. Uh, Cameron Campbell says, I ju did just watch Schindler's List, Schindler's List last week uh, to be seeing the war crimes happening by Hamas. The cheers of death to Jews is very clearly anti-Semitic. This comment is not an attack on Arabs. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is. It is. I mean, just look at the creed. Just read what the what the mission statement is of Hamas. And and that requires for a moment setting aside what are very valid concerns about the treatment of Palestinians and the dynamic between Israel and Palestine. You can set that aside for a moment just to look at what the mission statement is of Hamas. And even if you are like a super radical leftist who thinks like the acts right now that are happening are justifiable by means of, you know, them being oppressed by the Israelis, even set that aside for a moment to think about what the world looks like under the control of uh, a successful Hamas. What does that, what does the world look like for human beings if, if this entity is to, to gain control and to be victorious? Not good, not good whatsoever. Uh, Kiki says the 40 babies rumor came from I-24 news and Israeli news outlet that an internal Israeli, Israeli investigation found was linked directly to the Netanyahu family. What's happening to our critical thinking? What is the, what is that story? Is that the 40 the, baby, the 40 the babies that have been decapitated. The, the clarification, so I saw saying, multiple, like I think an Italian source reporting that as well. I saw multiple news outlets, even CNN uh, reported that. So I do think there's truth to it. The, the clarification that I saw mm -hmm. was that it wasn't 40 decapitated infants, that, but there were 30, 40 murdered infants and decapitated ones among them. Here's the so, issue. Here's the issue, guys, uh, and this is the issue that everybody's been talking about for who knows how long, and now, now, like, all of a sudden, people, like, care about a propagandized media. This is the issue. 
when people are like screaming that like the media is controlled by this entity or this entity or this entity, they've been right, right? And all of the media has their bias and their leanings and their agenda. Now you as we as human beings and as citizens are no longer gonna be able to decipher uh, what is true or false. And we're gonna view everything with skepticism because these entities like cannot be trusted. Now, I did watch the video of the reporter saying like she was speaking to, you know, active members of the IDF who had said this is exactly what they saw. They were comforting each other, all of these different things. How much of it is to be believed? I do not know. All I can say is that these are the reports that we're getting in from multiple sources. We even spoke about the uh, the German girl here on this show, and I believe her name is Shan, I believe. I don't want to mispronounce it, but it was the story of a German girl who was at the music festival. Hamas got a hold of her. She was, you know, raped, left naked in the back of a pickup truck and paraded around. And now her mother has been speaking to media and saying that it could be possible that she is, in fact, alive and at a hospital with a head injury and all of these different things, which doesn't quite add up to me given the nature of the video that went viral. So is that her? Is that not her? Is she alive? Is she dead? Hard to know. But the narrative has been pushed and utilized for, you know, whoever was utilizing it for whatever argument they were making. That's why I'm saying, guys, this is difficult. This is difficult to get clarity. Yeah, certainly a time to be skeptical and skeptical of like people with an agenda trying to push you Yes. To support a certain side or whatever. Like we should all be interested in getting to the truth, like Alma said at the beginning, and uh, what are the facts. But there are an abundance of facts that are available that are undeniable about what's happened. And uh, we can draw certain conclusions from those, is all I'll say. Uh, mm -hmm. Patricia George says Jews have lived in that land for over 4,000 years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it land. <laughs> opening up a can. Yeah. All I'm going to say is, uh, you know, land moves in and out of the occupation of different people. And uh, we we manage here, and maybe this is a perspective of being in the United States where we are a melting pot of people coexisting on you know land that we, we share. That is my view on, on how land works and how it best works. Um, so it, it's just difficult when you introduce the dynamic of you live here, you must live here, and uh, you know these are the rules. But also, the, the conflict is is so complex that I in no way can advocate for any sort of solution. Cameron Campbell again says finding out Santa Claus is not real is part of the first hard truths that kids learn. It's a part of growing up. Yeah, but uh, I guess it's. Um, it, the question is, is it better to have them learn that truth right out of the gate <laughs> instead of lying to them? The, the, where I go on the Santa Claus debate, if we're going to go back into that, is that you have to lie to your kid in order to, you know, get them down the path of, you know, realizing that Santa Claus isn't real. I'm not sure that I'm OK with the initial lie of saying of saying this to my child. It doesn't exactly foster trust, even though it's something that is done for the sake of fun and tradition and all these things. I think I'd much rather just tell my kid the truth and still have fun on Christmas. Here, here. Um, okay. Neon Black Angel just said we missed her super chat last live. So oh, no. I apologize for that. Can you clarify how to get your super chats read? It it's we put we pin it as a comment every time we we read five dollar plus super chats at the end of the show and any fifty dollar plus immediately 
I did find your super chat from last show. So here it is. This is my first time catching you live, but your videos have literally saved my sanity while I work overtime at my Amazon warehouse job. Thank you for speaking up on these tough issues. Love you lots. Oh, thank you so much. We really appreciate nice that. Yes, it was a very nice super chat. So that makes me even more sad that we skipped it. But Taylor did his due diligence and he found it. <laughs> I did. I'm, I apologize. Hey, that show was... Uh, like our longest one ever, three hours long. Yes. So I was bound to miss miss one. In it was there all over but, the place. Uh, but thank you for your support and thank you for listening to us while you are, you know, working very, very long hours. Thank you. Yeah, we got you justice. Uh, Esme 07 says, Amal, on a lighter note, have you seen the viral video of Candace Owens talking to woke college students? I... Your outfits and videos. Oh, thank you. I've seen some of them. Uh, one where she says, like, I'm too pregnant for this to some, like, non-binary kid, but I didn't really go and watch all of it. it none of it surprises me anymore, so I, I don't really watch that content anymore because college students ask the same 10 questions every time you go and visit them. So it's just tragic. I'm sure Candace held her own, though. Mm-hmm. We need you to go back, though, because that content always goes viral. And I want <laughs> People love to watch college students engaging. get owned on the same 10 questions <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> uh, Jed Duanta says, I feel the moral high ground is easier to see when we look at what if we look at what the leaders do for their own people uh, rather than what they do to their enemies. Uh, what Israel what is. Israel government done for Israelis? What has Hamas done for Palestinians? Yeah, I mean that is that is a good question to ask, and um, and it, not much good on it seems from Hamas's perspective uh, after their election. I mean, if you know what Taylor's talking about with the infrastructure, that's a whole nother thing. So you are actively, you know, perpetuating this sort of ill on your own people by misusing infrastructure, human shielding, and all this other stuff. Um, so, yeah. That, that, is, that is a very, very good point. And it harkens back to, like, what does, for the people who are saying, like, go Hamas, like, and sharing the photos of the paragliders or whatever, that, that insignia or whatever, what does the world look like with a successful Hamas? You tell me. Does it look peaceful to you? I don't great know. questions, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you could call it a talking point, but I don't see any falsehood to it that it's, when it's literally in their own charter, that if given the opportunity, if Hamas could push a button and just wipe Israel off the face of the earth, they would have done it a long time ago. And yet Israel's made efforts to, you know, however flawed they may have been, uh, to create solutions for a, a Palestinian people to continue to coexist there. And uh, as at least not had stated explicit murderous intent um, for right. the duration of its history. So. Right. Um, Alex Santeus says, uh, Hey there, gang. I got here a little late, but can we have a brief moment of silence for the 1,200 people that were murdered? Be grateful for what you have. Sure, let's do it. Sure. Moment of silence, guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, uh, it, it's like the silence is never long enough in these in any of these uh conflicts that that's one thing that i will forever remember the silence is never long enough can you think of like the last time there's just been a peaceful silence even within the world within your own mind within life in general uh it it comes very rarely so thank you for that Cameron again says, maybe you can watch PragerU stuff that's pro-Israel and compare that to pro-Palestine stuff. Watch, like, watch the videos and react to them? 
Yeah, I think so. Like compare pro Israel to pro Palestine content. Yeah, maybe, maybe one of these days. I'm I'm open to it, and you you would be getting me from a blank slate, fresh perspective on this because I have no no dog in the dog in the race, as I said before. The Uralic Tribes says, I'm from Central Europe, and if BLM tried the same thing here, what they did and didn't do in the West, I promised they wouldn't be able to get away with it because they would be chased out of here by a mob. If who tried? Sorry? BLM. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't. <laughs> that would not work. I've heard from, like, what, what y'all got going on in Eastern Europe and how you guys view, like, wokeness and these sort of narratives. No, it probably would not go well for them whatsoever. Um Best. Yeah, so that's good. You guys are you guys are holding it down and keeping things uh, traditional and rational. Lucky for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I I like I said earlier, I just were I've noticed from like the time I grew up and when I lived through you know nine eleven, I was in my childhood, but I was in like ten or twelve, and like just we live in a different era where moral clarity about things is just has has faded and mm -hmm. uh, it's it's become very different and I, I i think the western world is gonna have a tough time dealing with a lot of issues especially when it comes to just things that are atrocities like this like it, instead of introducing clarity and introduces more confusion and more entrenchment and it should be like it should be clear and i i really lament that and it, it worries me but yeah uh Kelsey Blacksmith says Hitler used Germany's outrage over the Treaty of Versailles to fuel his campaign uh, and violence. I've seen this movie before and it has a bad ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, it does. I mean, when you have people explicitly saying this group of people deserves death, it uh, doesn't end well, right? Un unless that group of people is taken care of, shall we say. Here's a $50 one from Booney. And Wea says, as a Christian with a family from the Middle East, I have the capacity to disagree with Israeli politics and treatment of Palestinians and fully condemn Hamas and certain Palestinian attitudes towards Jews. Why can't we get this from the other side? Wait, from the other side being I leftists. guess people who lack nuance and yeah. can't condemn. I don't Hamas. know. I don't know. You said it better than I said it this whole stream. So <laughs> I appreciate that. We just need to play that at the beginning of this stream. And then, boom, that is the, the take on the issue. 100% uh, what, what you just said. And I wish, I don't know, people are just so, uh, people just react to things so viscerally and just so black and white that maybe, maybe we've lost that in a sense. I don't know how you re reinvigorate that it, through education. But look at the education system, like where I'm seeing some of the craziest videos uh, in response to what's happening right now in the Middle East, college campuses, college campuses, which means, you know, not only is it being encouraged, this sort of stuff, but it's likely being taught. So it's just nuts. It's just nuts. But I appreciate your perspective on the, the manner. Itamar Rubenstein says, hello from Israel. One side wants the other dead. That is all you need to know before you start going into details and nuances. Well, yeah, just look at the creed. That's it. Fair enough. Uh, Leah says, hey, Amala, I'm watching from Berlin. I was kind of a leftist, but now I'm happier than ever thinking for myself. I love your videos. Schöne Grüße. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Who knows what you just said? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I think you. is like pretty. I don't know. Oh. My German's too rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Someone tell me what that means. Oh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate that this uh, show has become 
uh, a place for you to explore new topics and stuff. You know, I wasn't going to touch this conversation with the 10-foot pole. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I was like, you know what? I, I don't have, like, the expertise to talk on it. I don't have, you know, the like foundational understanding to to talk on it. And I still feel like I have to grow uh, in the direction of learning more about this conflict. When things ease down and I actually have, you know, unpropagandized, you know, sources to, to look at. Right now I'm just like relying on firsthand accounts of people who have, you know, lived in the area, have experience uh, and at least are convincing me that they're talking about it from an, an unbiased perspective. So that's why, like, just, as I said, my opinion matters not on this one. Yeah, and it's, I mean, we were looking for so many things to cover, but it's, it's at some point it becomes a little tone deaf when this is such a big story. And as much as I feel, I know Amla nor I would want to say we pose ourselves as experts on the issue, at the very least, we we have this show, you guys know Amla and trust her, and at least she can just come on and say, hey, here's, you know, what I see from this point forward and I'm open to new information and, and whatnot, but you know, let's just, let's just talk about it because it's a, it's a thing. So thank you all yeah. for bearing with us. And th I'm mostly proud of the chat. You guys have done a good job just uh, having good, good conversations, exchanges. It's, it's not, there's been some spamage and some uh, bad faith, but uh, you know, well, it comes to the territory, I guess. Yeah. When we were doing the waiting screen, I was like watching the chat and everybody was like, pro Israel, free Palestine, blah, blah. They're just like immediately going after each other. I was like, Oh gosh. We have opened up a can of worms on this one, but hey, it, it seems to have calmed down. Uh, let's see. Alex again says, you know that Israel pulled out of Gaza and has tried treaty after treaty and yet supplied free water and electricity to Gaza, even though it's under Hamas control, right? Remember who attacked who? Yes. Uh, they, well, I understand that there's a, a very complex back and forth and many, many uh, a peace proposition has been made and agreements, you know, declined and all of this stuff. None of that is is lost on, on this discussion whatsoever, which is why, you know, at, at no point have we stated that we are in any way, shape or form in support of what Hamas has done. They're a terrorist organization deserves to be, you know, done with, gone. So there you go. Uh, w. Day Walker says it's sad people are just using this attack on Israel to troll and spread hate against the Jewish community. First live, love you both. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I was just, I was, I've been so overwhelmed just like looking into what people are saying and with with, with such force, how they are uh, espousing their opinions. I think like the one thing that is deeply valued in a time like this is like a cool head, right? As, as strongly as we'll feel about these certain issues or whatever, uh, at the end of the day, most of the people that you're hearing from on Twitter or, you know, YouTube or whatever, they're coming to you from their homes or they're typing on their phone or they're in a studio. You can take a breath and uh, come at this with a cool head, even if you have like very strongly held and, and very, like a very convicted belief on the matter. Whenever I see somebody who is just like at peak uh, irritation or they're screaming or yelling or telling you what it is you have to believe or are supposed to believe, it immediately, for me, sets them aside. And I'm like, oh, well, even if you're correct, I cannot listen to you on this issue right now, because if you can't control your own emotions toward how you communicate something, how am I meant to trust what it is that's coming out of your mouth? So cool headed. Yeah, you try. You recently had that great quote on the show. We need to make it a, a, a T-shirt or something. But mm -hmm. you were like, 
I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but it was to the effect of the, when I was at my most uh, emotional, I was at my most wrong. Yes, very much so. <laughs> very much so. Oh. Not going to lie. And it's uh, it takes us full circle back to where you started with Destiny's statement that cooler heads need to prevail um, mm -hmm. in this conversation if we're ever going to find a, find any kind of solution or, or progress past it. So, right. Uh, Mike Bickle says Hamas literally means violence in Hebrew, but my wife gave birth to a be beautiful baby girl, Victoria Ann, on October 4th, oh. born on grandma's birthday. And congratulations. We love to hear some good news in the midst of all this of all this bad. And certainly a new baby born is good news. So congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, congrats, Mike. Thanks. Uh, Eve Belsky says, hi, Amal. I live in Israel and would love to share what I have with you. How can I do that? You can send me an email. My email is linked on my Instagram. So guys, uh, go over there. Please, you know, let me know. I'd love to hear your your perspectives. I don't know that we'll get into this uh, too much deeper on this program anymore. Uh, but if my, you know, opinion changes on the matter or something, you know, happens to where we need to talk about it, I would appreciate all of your, your perspectives and especially those who are living in Israel or Gaza or, you know, wherever, uh, that can give a little bit of a closer perspective on what's happening. Uh, Aisha says land was for the Jews 4,000 years ago. So is it okay if native Americans killed everyone living in the U S right now? Also, rape and decapitation claims aren't true. Uh, well, I who who knows what what is true or false. Like we said, you have many outlets, uh, you know, sharing this information. Of course, all outlets could be compromised. There's always, you know, endless realm of possibilities in our modern era. But no, like I said, land moves in and out of you know occupation by different people and has different inhabitants, and it's going to be the centerpiece uh, of this conflict until it ends. And as I said earlier in the stream, I don't see this ending given the two perspectives, uh, not even two perspectives, there's like a million perspectives, but given the two prevailing uh, perspectives on the land and the settlements and all this different stuff, I would love it if everybody could uh, peacefully coexist on the same bit of land. Uh, Isaac McDermott says the dad of a girl in my Bible study was in Israel when the bombing started. We were relieved when he escaped Israel unharmed. Can't imagine what it's like for people who can't leave the conflict. Yep. Neither can I. I've just even just trying to just think about what that would be like. Can't imagine it and hope that I never have to experience it to know what that's like. Uh, Bonnie, uh, we got her. Let's see. Sorry. Um, Brute Slayer 17 says, first time donating, but I caught you guys live a few times and I hardly comment since I'm always on break or at work <laughs> during the stream. Love the streams. Oh, thank you so much. It's so amazing that like, I, I always say this, I always like to picture like what you guys are doing while you're listening to the stream and so many of you are at work. So I hope we are bringing like a little bit of peace or like something interesting to your, to your work day, if that's what you're doing right now. Y'all need to quit slacking off and go back to work. If you're listening. <laughs> Hopefully we're, we're getting you through the work day in yes, some way or another hope so. without, without harming your, your productivity Yes. Uh, too much. Let's see. Grace says, hi, I'm for first super chat. I'm a teenager. And when I study, I love to watch your videos. Uh, I see the Holocaust in this and I'm terrified that this is what I'm growing up in. For those who support these crimes, read Night by Ellie v Wiesel. Ellie Wiesel? I'll have to look, yeah. 
look up what that book is about. Um, yeah, it, it, it does. It's eerily similar to just really any, uh, any sort of ethnic cleansing that has happened in, you know, in, in world history. So it, it is a little terrifying. It's terrifying to see, you know, your fellow citizens encourage some of the stuff that's happening, even with all the knowledge of just how disgusting it, it really is and how many people are affected. Like, and then you expect them to just not be able to translate it to their own position. But even that Australian woman who said, and I fully understand it, being an Australian living on stolen land, is just like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, there's hope yet, though. I, I hope. I hope there's hope. We hope. Uh, Tyler Walker says, I used to be a hardline leftist, but have been reconsidering some ideas. I've That's been great. called a Nazi by people I used to call friends. Uh, those same people publicly support Hamas. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. The math is not mathing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's... <sighs> Even on like an experimental basis of just telling a group of leftist friends that you're having like a right wing opinion just to see how they would respond. I would like love to hear people's perspectives on that. But the fact that you're, they're calling you a Nazi and all you're saying is that you are exploring new opinions. You're not even saying that you've left the you know prior set of ideology that you have. You're just exploring new opinions. That is crazy. Again, black and white. We live in a black and white society that just has no room for context or nuance or anything. One more from Alex says, I'm sorry, I should have stated in that last super chat that I did miss most of the show and you may have already mentioned my grievances. Love the show. Grievances? You know you love us, Alex. <laughs> oh. Wait, what is he talking about his grievances? Uh, he just raised some points about the occupation and such. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. You guys, you guys let me know in the chat, you know, regardless of what side you're on. If you're on the, the pro-Israel side, if you're on the pro-Palestinian side, if you're in the middle, are there what, what bits of context am I missing? You let me know down below points that should be made when we're having this discussion. I'm sure there's many. I'm sure there's many. I, I don't think you could in an hour get through one one sixteenth of what's going on right now. So let me know. And I think that was our last super chat. Well, that's good. I think that's a good place to end out on. Uh, you guys, we're going to, we're going to finish out here and close out. Thank you so much for watching and hopefully having a cool head as we got through this discussion and explored things a little bit. As I said, I'm open to all of your perspective all of your perspectives, let me know in the chat and in the comments specifically after the live as I do go back and read those to hear from you guys. Uh, I'm the best person to talk to about how you feel right now because I uh, can be influenced to, uh, you know, gain new perspectives and learn more facts about what's happening for all sides of this argument other than the ones who are taking innocent lives. I want to make that abundantly clear. We should all be able to stand firm in disgusting behavior like that uh, being denounced and condemned. So hopefully, at the very least, all of us watching can agree on that alone. Okay? We, so we did get one more here from Kitty. says, I'm 16 and love watching your videos so much. I talk to my friends about your channel and I try to get my boyfriend to watch you too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. That is so great. And hopefully your boyfriend does watch. If he watches this, hello, boyfriend. Uh, you, you've, got a, you've got a good girlfriend. Stick by her. <laughs> and guys, 
Thank you so much for watching. Leave your comments. As always, I encourage healthy debate. So duke it out in the comments, but do so respectfully. If you liked this video, please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. We'll be here to discuss more. Tomorrow, we have a video coming out about an ebony alert, which is like an amber alert, but for black people. So that's going to be a fun one to discuss in this never-ending clown world that we live in. Guys, I bid you adieu. <laughs> Have a great day.